Sup? Sup? Listeners, uh, it is Friday, July 29th, and you are witnessing history. This is the first episode of many of Shitting with the Door Open, featuring yours truly and uh, my partner Candle here. We don't really need uh, official introductions because there's maybe 30 of you who are going to listen to this and... As fingers crossed. You know who we are. Shouts out to you 30 too. Much respect for putting up with us. For real. You're the reason we do this and we need you guys to interact with us. Uh, Check us out on Twitter. What are we at? SWTDO underscore podcast. Podcast. All right. Yeah. That's SWTDO, shitting with the door open. So you got to follow us on Twitter, give us constructive criticism. We'll feed off I don't, that. I'm pretty sure we won't need it, but if you feel like it, go ahead. It's, I mean, the basis of this podcast is pretty perfect, but I'm sure our listeners are pretty smart too. Not as smart as us, but hey, not many people are. That's true. At least you know what time it is. I think it's time for our first segment. Uh, first off, welcome to Funky Town. So there you have it. Let's get funky. Let's do. Uh, let's just get after it right away, right off the bat. Get off to a hot start. Uh, best and worst part of your day. What was it? Oh, shit. Best part of my day was my boss at work was on vacation. Nice. Had the, had the whole workplace to myself. I was my own boss. Kind of like Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Kind of, yeah. I, you you I, basically had an internship with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I pretty today. much worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. They Rent-A-Car. give you the tools to be your own boss. Yeah. And uh, worst part of the day is I was shitting with the door open naturally at my workplace because I was the only person there. Right. And you were comfortable. I broke the toilet. And I'm going to have to break the news to my boss tomorrow when the bathroom's flooded. That Yeah, that was me. So I'm not looking forward to that. You broke the toilet or you clogged the toilet? It was, it, no, I broke. Like, it started leaking. I, I know how to unclog a toilet, but True. I couldn't. Sometimes you don't have a plunger on hand, though. Yeah, this one, this is a little more than a plunger. All right, yeah. But if that's the worst thing that happened today, I'm living a good life. Okay, yeah. That's good. I like that. Uh... Did you have a best part? So, boss didn't show up. So the best part and worst part were, all right, I got you. They I, feed off each other. Yeah. I forgot because it wasn't like that great. You still... You it were, wasn't that not it wasn't great, that, though. I guess when you spend your whole day on a mower, you gotta... You it's know, the little things that count. Your highlights are sometimes kind of lowlights, really. Truly. You know? Everybody always dreams of big things. But what they forget is that it's the little things in life that count. So. That's so true. See, that I got caught in a dilemma because you delivered best first, then worst. You're kind of the guy like, 
when you come up to someone, you're like, I got really good news and really bad news. What do you want to hear first? And that's been a debate for a long time, but I go, I'm going to go worst part of my day first. So go ahead. Driving back from Iowa city. Uh, it's a decently long drive. And so I needed to stop for some fuel, both for my car and my body and, uh, go to snack beef jerky. Naturally. I'm a man, high protein, you know, low carbs, really good for you. Uh, and when you go to a gas station, there's like the beef jerky section is substantial. That's true. There's like 40 different kinds. Way bigger than necessary. There's so many different, I just wanted beef jerky and I had to choose between like 18 different brands and like different size packages and not to mention it's really expensive. Like I ended up getting a, like a three ounce package. It was like $6 or something. Unreal. It's just dehydrated beef. That's all it is. That's true. Whoever the first man to say, hey, you know, I'm going to take this beef and I'm just going to dehydrate it. Usually being dehydrated is not good unless you're beef. But then it's great. let me tell you, that man was a man. A man's man. A man of all men. He made his own beef jerky. And I'm sure he shit with the door open. I'm sure of it. And uh, the best part of my day was I actually discovered something. Uh, Not every day you get to do that. So uh, I was on my run here back in Algona. Utilizing the bike path. Naturally. And uh, it cuts kind of through the cemetery over over by Garrigan. And uh, it was like nine nine thirty, so pretty dark out. Yep. And I I figured out like you you run a lot faster through cemeteries at night. You you're familiar with like Olympic athletes. That's hundred percent sure. Olympic athletes will go and they'll they'll train in like Albuquerque. Yeah. Somewhere with elevation, maybe uh, the Mile High City. Yeah. Denver, right? Right. And uh, it it helps them out. Because there's like less oxygen and stuff. Yeah. I think I'm just going to start my own little uh, running squadron. I'm going to coach Olympic athletes and just make them do all their workouts in cemeteries pretty late at night. Like right around dusk. I I know you're not a firm believer in it, but I'm 100% backing up. That that is just juju in your body. Much like the extra oxygen helps out in Denver, the juju helps you out. It's It's not extra, it's less. You have less oxygen. So you Are you to, sure? Yes, you have to get more efficient. Your body has to like... What's wrong with more... The more oxygen, the better. Like, oxygen yeah, but like, is great. If you train with like less oxygen, then when you have it, you're like, man, it's like, it's like ankle weights. Oh. You know, like those things that increase your vertical. You're jumping with <laughs> ankle weights, right? All right. And it's hard, but then you take them off. And you can just jump super yeah, high. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, weight vest. You learn something new every day. Box jumps, you know? Yeah. Same premise. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm not into juju as much as you are. Clearly. Clearly. Right now, I'm rocking the Babadook Twitter header. Shut up. Don't say his name. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't use the B word. <laughs> we don't use the B word on, on this show. Sorry, B Duke. B Duke. We respect you. Just, just gonna Brian Duke. Before we go anywhere else, we're gonna say this show is a hundred percent respectful of the B Duke. We're not trying to hurt you. Um, 
we just want your blessings and grace upon our show. And if you can give us that, I'm sure we'll be successful. Uh, I think the B-Duke probably is going to be a listener of ours. Probably. Hopefully we can get him for an interview sometime. If we could interview Brian Duke, that'd be huge. <laughs> that's, that's right on. B-Duke. Right on. Yeah, but um, you know as much as anyone all about Juju. You spend almost every day in my, a cemetery. My alter ego is a candlestick cemetery worker, and I've experienced more bad Juju than anybody should ever have to deal with. And let's just not go there, okay? I think you're going to come out of this summer a lot stronger, though, because of it. That's true. Maybe I'll qualify for the Olympics. Maybe. Maybe. You have just as good a shot as anyone. You could make it on the rowing team, probably. All right. Talking about Olympic rowing, we're going to transition smoothly, nonetheless. Smooth Smooth transition. transition. Segway. 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 That's what journalists say. Segway. Uh, into the Sports Center Instagram of the week, month, year, yeah. maybe. The Instagram of the century of the day. Instagram of the century of the day. All right. Coming from Sports Center, U.S. Olympic rower Megan Calmo isn't exaggerating when she says, I will row through shit for you, America. Talking about Rio, right? Rio. So, I mean,. That's a great quote and all, but she probably will have to. Like, their their water's not like that clean down there. She's gonna be rolling through not only shit but Zika. Can you ask for a better role model? Why are you trying to find the negative in this situation? Um, this is a true patriot. I don't, thank you for your service, Olympic rower Megan Calmo. That's all I have to say. That's a true patriot rowing through shit for the good of America. Do we know where? Where did she? Uh, Where'd she go to college? What's the name? Megan? Megan Calmo. Calmo? Yeah. Um, wonder where she went to college. Maybe she's used to it, you know? Uh, she went to University of Washington. Probably rode through some shit there. That's a pretty shitty institute. Not gonna lie. And I can say that with confidence because I'm positive nobody from Washington's gonna be listening to this first podcast. So, Washington sucks. Not a fan of Washington. It's, or Megan Calmo. What about D.C., though? What about Washington, D.C.? See, that's a that's a good question. Nation's capital. My verdict's still out on Washington, D.C. All right. Your verdict or the jury? The jury. <laughs> but and here, the verdict. Here it says right here. No verdict, no jury. We don't have a producer, so, like, I'm just going to have to... I have my laptop here, so I'm going to just be fact-checking us, obviously, like good yeah. journalists do. And uh, as I'm looking up Megan Calmo, I'm seeing that we got fifth at the last Olympics in rowing. That's garbage. That is shit. She is literally rowing through shit last Olympics. Maybe she's talking about rowing like shit. My, she can't even bring home a medal for us. So That's she just went from being an American hero to being... Me, essentially, as in she's gotten as many Olympic medals as me. Zero. That's I'm as good of an athlete as her. Well, and I can also row through shit, and I'm positive. Who do, you, who do you think is better at uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games rowing? Reese, come on. <laughs> Stupid question. Stupid question. You're the, you're the greatest Wii athlete of our generation. I'm a five-sport Wii sports athlete. Um, you, you also genuinely 
You lost like a lot of weight in like sixth grade doing only Wii Fit. You're you're right. I did. I'm an advocate for Wii Fit. I lost like I would say <laughs> upwards of thirty pounds by playing Wii Fit all day and also eating around two hundred calories. <laughs> So what do you so, think, what do you think played the bigger role in it, your weight loss? They was go it, hand in hand. Was it, okay, so you can't have one without the other. This is you've heard of the Plan Z diet from Zola. Yeah, Plan Z Plan diet. We diet. Plan We diet from Candle. Plan We diet from Candle. All you gotta do is not eat. Yeah, and play We like six to eight hours a day. So quit your job, put in forty hour weeks of We. We fit. And you gotta have that balance. Fit. You board. have to have the balance board right. Naturally. And don't eat. Ever. Ever. A couple crackers a day, maybe. Alright, so you're fast you're fasting. That's yeah. what you were doing. I'm looking hella good as a seventh grader is what I'm doing. Was it seventh grade when I think it was, it was sixth. No, it was going into eighth grade. Really? I thought it was when we were younger, when we were like in Mrs. Fulton. No, because that was when I was Elite Candle and I played running back. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. True. Yeah, eighth grade. You were playing. Yeah, you were tailback. You were uh, solid. I was in my prime. Quarter miler. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. It I was, really peaked. It was different than sixth grade Candle and sixth grade me when we were uh, on... We did math B. <laughs> right. That's a sport. Math is a sport. Math is a sport. Yeah. For any listeners who think that we're just all brawn and no brains, like, you're pretty wrong. We were on the math team in sixth grade. And we were good, too. And we were also... We made state. Although we were on the math team, we weren't afraid to make fun of some nerds. <laughs> That's true. We did roast some boys there. Do you remember... There were some mm, boys. Also... Let me tell we tore into poor d- for getting a salad at Culver's. We were at Culver's, and the girl got a salad. And That's a mistake. That's around, a mistake. around a bunch of sixth graders who were, just had a day around math. If we were irritable. If there's one thing, and you were going to bring a salad to our table. We roasted her because if there's one thing we knew from an early age, it's not cool to eat healthy. Not one bit. It's cool to not eat. <laughs> you, it's not yeah. cool to you're, not You've eat never healthy. been a proponent of eating healthy. You, I've been a proponent of eating less. <laughs> okay. Calories in versus calories out. That's what it comes down to. That's all it comes I've down to. I put in the man hours. I know what I'm talking about. Also, legendary math B moments where we were just rocking. We were at the top of our lungs yelling the hard C. A hard C. And we had no idea what it meant. We had no idea. It was Lonely Island. We like sports, right? Yeah. Because we like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting um, hoops to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we were in the back of the school van with our teacher slash coach. Coach Foth, right? Often on. you forget that it's not just a math teacher. It's a math coach. Yeah. Because it's an active... It's an active... Uh, endeavor Sport Right Sport It's a sport Reese, Say the S word It's a sport Say my name Sport Alright you right. damn But right. if you haven't heard that song One of the lines is uh, He's not a loud mouth Like that Hard, hard C Hole Steve And uh, Yeah We 
we were what 11 12 years old yeah just i was preteen. really yelling that loud and how did she not know what it was because she I was commending know. us on our singing yeah, abilities she, she really was having a ball with us right wow. i also that day uh, i vividly remember it right before we got out of the suburban i sneezed and it was one of those sneezes where a loogie came out and i i hocked a loogie on the back seat and i'm pretty sure it's still there to this day it's like maybe not the whole like dense it loogie, dried but in. It, it dried in and stained i'm almost positive a dried loogie yeah almost nothing worse really <laughs> almost yeah almost, almost. Almost nothing. You had that. You were congested. I'm sure. Allergies, uh, allergies acting up. Yeah, I was around nerds all day. What do you expect? That's true. But shout out to all the math competitions. We we did probably two or three. Yeah, not bad. All the mathletes out there. They would always feed us. True American heroes. They would feed us. I would solve equations through equations through shit if I had to. You are the. Hero. You're not the hero that uh, we want. What is it? We're not the hero. You're not the hero that the math world wants. I'm the no, hero. No, you're not the hero the math world deserves. You're the hero the math world needs. Yeah. You're like the dark knight of math. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well. In a way. Yeah. When you're as elite an athlete as I am, I mean, I got to put on for my city from time to time. You were fed by that mathematic silver spoon, though. You didn't have to fight through much adversity. Your dad's an engineer. Yeah, some would say I was born on third base. I'll admit it. <laughs> My dad's an engineer. So you... It comes naturally to me. You had a head start. Yeah. Sometimes... I this is America, though. That's capitalism. That's true. That's how it works. Sometimes some of us are born good at math. Sometimes some of us aren't. Not gonna give you my math skills, you socialist. True. Go back to Russia. True. I think that's how it works. <laughs> I think that's. You just wrapped up socialism for our listeners who didn't really know about it before. You guys thought we were all bronze and no brain. We know exactly what socialism is, and now you do too. So you're welcome. We're politically aware. Naturally, no. Politically aware. Sounds like our next segment. This one's just called CNN. So I'm going to go CNN or like, that's like a good news station or news network. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to CNN.com going in blind and uh, we are just going to talk about whatever the front story is. Seeing as we're such political experts, we know what socialism is and... I mean, we just know what we're talking about. I mean, right right now you got the Democratic National Convention going on. So the uh, first, the cover story here, breaking news, ceiling smashed, sky's the limit. Clinton accepts nomination to be president for all. President for all Americans is the exact quote. President for all Americans? Yes, only all Americans. She's only president for elite athletes. Like college All-Americans, high school All-Americans? Correct. All-Americans. You got to be an All-American. Uh, if you're a high school All-American, maybe you played in the Under Armour game. Maybe the Army All-American So, game. Hillary Clinton, candidate for Under Armour All-American athletes. Right. I bet a lot of them are going to vote for her. 
Most likely. They're all 18. But nobody else. Uh, she said it, not me. So she's trying to ride the backs of just really good athletes in the high school and college <laughs> you, level. You know? Because All-American isn't you know, even all-pro. So. You know who was an All-American, though? Who? <laughs> Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. And he must have drank at least like 15 Dr. Peppers. That's true. He you're, you're right on in that. When he was playing at Alabama, he was an All-American. I think, honestly, academic All-American. That's a hot take. Okay. <laughs> honestly. Hit him with it. Forrest Gump, given his athletic ability and upbringing, some would say, yeah, he was a little... He wasn't playing with a full deck. No. Right? Not one bit. He was... He a little, was a, a little a, slow. A couple tools short of the full kit. Yeah. That being said, I think you pump him into Nick Saban's offense right now, throw him at tailback, he's an All-American, and he's an academic All-American, because you know Forrest Gump is graduating summa cum laude from Alabama. Alabama. Definitely. I think that's how you say it. Summa cum... It's I pronounced it was like summa cum laude. Summa cum laude. Yeah, but I summa think it's, cum laude. I think it's like summa cum laude. Summa cum laude. However, I'm telling you right now, Forrest Gump, you plug him in. That that offensive line, he's gonna rush for two, three thousand yards behind those big hogs. Yeah, that's true. But it's too bad. We won't ever get to see him. Playing behind guys like that. It's a shame his career had to end so early. Bear Bryant, right? That, yeah, right that was his coach. He yeah. uh, he only let him return kicks. Definitely wasn't utilizing his whole skill set. Definitely not. No, he wasn't. He Forrest was multi-dimensional as an athlete and All you used him for was special teams. They they tried to Here's another take for you. Hit me with it. Forrest Gump was the original Devin Hester. Devin Hester. Forrest Gump was better than Devin Hester. All right, now we're getting somewhere. Devin Hester at least got touched. He might break out of the tackle. Nobody touched Forrest Gump. And Forrest was way more coachable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Even to the point where the crowd could coach him. Yeah. They, almost too coachable. <laughs> almost. Too I think coachable. that's why he didn't make it to the NFL. He was yeah. too coachable because to get to the NFL as a return specialist, you got to be a little more like Devin Hester. You got to be a little more like. Moral of the story is to young kids listening: don't be coachable. Don't listen to your coaches. They don't know shit. Right. So assume that you know at least what they do, and then some. Be a Devin Hester, not a Forrest right. Gump. Right. That's. I mean, that'll get you somewhere in life. Devin Hester, though, as a young Bears fan, was absolutely... He was electric. He was also cheating on Madden. Devin Hester, you are ridiculous. (laughs) From your head to your toes, (laughs) what are those? You are ridiculous. Let me tell you. Do you... But in the Super Bowl, when he took that kickback against the Colts, Colts, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was tough. Do you remember? I've been a Bears fan my whole life. You were like Bears-Colts combo because Dallas Clark. 
Naturally. Thoughts and prayers. Livermore, Iowa. Thoughts Livermore. and prayers. <laughs> Dallas Clark. Livermore, Iowa. Represent. You go to Humboldt Dairy Queen, you have a 20% chance of seeing Dallas Clark. That's no true. matter when it is. That's true. Could be mid-season. I'm going to go ahead and hire that up to a 25%. One in, one in four times you go to the Humboldt Dairy Queen, Dallas Clark is there. Saturday before the Super Bowl, I bet he flew back, got himself a blizzard, Definitely, he's a home. He's a hometown hero. Yeah, definitely, he's a homegrown boy. But uh, Devin Hester really. I hosted a Super Bowl party. You tried, tried, and then I got the shits. Yeah, do you remember that? And didn't your mom make us non-alcoholic Jello shots? I think that's called Jello. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Non-alcoholic Jello shots. Oh, you mean Jello? Yeah, but yeah, she she did. did. She, team colors, right? Blue and orange. They were not alcoholic. We were like, however old, not very. But I came down with a nasty case of the runs and wanted so to, wanted maybe to watch. They the were alcoholic. Maybe, maybe that's true. Makes you think. Hmm. <laughs> to uh, credit our our inspiration, really, with the hmm. Yeah. Pardon my take. We got to give him a little bit of a shout out. Shout out. Really, your career this summer is the only reason we're doing this podcast. Uh, you're spending a lot of time on a mower. You gotta, you gotta find something to do. Yeah. You started off with that first take grind, the PTI grind. Rest in peace, Skip Bayless. I was never a Skip guy. I'm not a Stephen A. guy though. Okay, either. I was never a Skip Bayless guy until the last episode when he gave his. Like, final goodbyes. Got a little emotional on the mower. Skip Bayless is the kind of guy who thinks he's way more important than he is. Like, he thinks that you care about his... And then you like, partner him with Stephen life. A. Smith. Who is just... he He's loud. He's loud. Another use. He's ridiculous. <laughs> What's his, his... My favorite quote of his is when he's just like... Screaming. It was the year 1949. <laughs> <laughs> is that your favorite quote? No, my favorite. That's my favorite quote. My, all right, one of my favorite quotes. First of all, stay off the weed. Because he can't stay off the weed. <laughs> Weeds? More than one? Yeah, like dandelion, uh, other weeds that I don't know. Um, but... My favorite quote of his was when he just like got real angry and was like really loud to the camera per usual and he's just like I am a black man on national television and I'm speaking my mind. <laughs> okay? That's irrelevant. Stephen A will play the race card in any situation he can and I love it. Yeah. He's he's good television. Yeah, definitely must must hear podcast. He's good television, he's good listening. Much like we're good listening, and we gotta credit the boys at Pardon My Take and your job this summer, my running. Yeah. Uh, we're we're spending a lot of time doing stuff that would otherwise be boring, and we've become more culturally aware. We've diversified ourselves, our portfolios, and also. our portfolios. Yeah. Right. Right. We uh diversified our portfolios. We're just being wolves. That's all. And we got into podcasts. So, we out you. Here you have it. This was it. This was the first episode of Shitting with the Door Open. And boy, is it going to be great. It's, so, 
It's real. Buckle it's alive up. and well. Buckle up. Once a week for the rest of your life. We are going to take you to Funky Town. Shitting with the door open.